Hey marketers, if you want to get the latest news, trends, and insights in marketing, advertising, and tech, check out the Adweek Podcast Network. Learn from leading voices across media and marketing with original shows like Yeah, That's Probably an Ad, Marketing Vanguard, and Tech Magic with Kathy Hackle. Start listening now by searching Adweek wherever you listen to podcasts. My dad works in B2B marketing. He came by my school for career day and said he was a big ROAS man. Then he told everyone how much he loved calculating his return on ad spend. My friends still laugh at me to this day. Not everyone gets B2B, but with LinkedIn, you'll be able to reach people who do. Get $100 credit on your next ad campaign. Go to linkedin.com slash generate to claim your credit. That's linkedin.com slash generate. Terms and conditions apply. LinkedIn, the place to be, to be. Hey, this is Ko and welcome to another bonus episode. Uh, we wanted to reshare our conversation with Steve Aoki on the future of live events. How is he spending quarantine? How is he entertaining other people? And really, what is the future of entertainment, especially in the world of live streams? Here's a little bit of our conversation. Enjoy. Welcome, Steve. Thank you for joining us. Yeah, thanks for having me. Um, I want to start off with how you're doing. I'm sure a lot of people um, saw and riffed off uh, the Reese Witherspoon meme of, you know, the monthly (laughs) reactions to everything. So how are you doing this August? How are you really feeling? Um, Yeah, it's just, it's just, it's, I don't know. It's, it's, it's tough. It's, it's like hard. Like you think you're going to get through and then you just have these like moments where like it's just as real as it gets and there's no shows coming and you just have to kind of uh deal with the storm of what it is and um it's yeah it's, it's hard like you know they'll come in waves it'll be like a wave where i'm like all right i got my thing together i'm i'm doing my thing i got everything i need here um i should be able to you know bunker down and be fine and then after a few weeks i'm like itching to you know want to go out do stuff do shows like see friends that i haven't seen in a long time um and you just can't do that you really can't do all those things so yeah it's tough, it's tough. yeah no i feel you i mean and live events um are your thing you know and that's yeah. your job and you know for anybody it's it's you're out of your normal environment um would you classify yourself as a ambivert or Extrovert, introvert? I, I'm 100% extrovert. Okay, okay, great. 100%, <laughs> yeah. So I'm like, I have to learn and, and, and adjust to becoming an introvert. And I, I, you know, there's, for the most part, I find my groove. Um, I'm a very adaptable person, I think. So, um, and as long as I'm busy, which has been my main kind of uh, way, my, my rock to keep me centered, is just being being busy having a schedule um and that's what i do with my team is just make sure i have uh, all my business uh meetings all the stuff that i'm working on um and if i'm not doing stuff like that i'm in the studio or i'm gaming or i'm like always being actively doing something to kind of forget that i'm not touring and playing shows in front of people which is what, what i've been doing for 15 years yeah so, and you released a song in in july so you've definitely, you know, been keeping up with the work yes. and the promotion yes. and all of that. Oh, yeah. 
Yeah. yeah, I understand, you know, as um, a creative, you know, to dive into those worlds. Um, what I thought was interesting was how you pivoted uh, meeting up with your friends and kind of marrying it with um, live events with these virtual live dinner parties with your friends. Um, yeah. Has that been a source of great joy for you? Um, you usually yeah. sit in that chair and, you know, chat with, yeah. you know, your collaborators exactly. and whatnot. Yeah, yeah, no, it's it's great. I mean, actually, some of some of these um, I had never met before. Like when we did the AAPI one, um, uh, I, I never met Henry Golding before, and I talked to him, but I never and I never met Lisa Ling before either. So I mean, you know, I res- like there's like people I respect, and I was like, oh, it'd be cool to have a chat. Now I can, you know, because like you know, it, just because of my nature of my work. I'm lucky enough to be able to travel and meet all different kinds of people, different kinds of people that, that I'm inspired by. Like a Henry Golding, I, I, I could run into him at like some something in Singapore or something in LA or wherever, wherever it might be. Um, but um, yeah, in, in this case, we, I, could, I could do that in these organized dinner parties, you know, where we can just chat about current events or what's going on in their lives. And, and um, it's been really nice. Yeah, I, I love that. Um, you know, instead of like a normal kind of Zoom, like theming it as a, a dinner party too. Um, and a good dinner host would have interesting guests. So that's really cool. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> um, you know, let's talk about the the future of live events. You know, you as an entertainer, what are your kind of thoughts on where we might go from here? Yeah, I mean, the the closest thing that we have is these virtual shows, and um, I have to give it up to Tomorrowland, um, this festival in Europe that that um, really upped the ante on what a virtual show can look like. Because I've been doing virtual shows since the beginning of the pandemic, and um, you know, you get your green screen thing, and like you have your music going, and you're going, you're having fun, you're you know, you're assuming people are like jumping with you on the other side of the screen. <laughs> uh, but what Tomorrowland did is they brought this, this um, simulated audience and what their festival would look like if it was a fantastical imaginative uh, show. And um, it was incredible. They, they, they sampled in um, crowd cheering and, and crowd response. So um, it looks like they're going with you. You know, like it, it was a really, really cool virtual experience. So that's like, that's the norm, right? And obviously you have like drive-ins and things like that that are kind of inching, you know, towards like doing the IRL. But I, I think it's a bit too early for that now. Still, I think it, I think we need to get to that vaccine stage or, you know, whatnot. But I think all of us artists are like, we're just how do we get out there and play safely? How, like, what do we do? You know? And and it's, it's like, we're all wanting it. Like, I, I, you know, I mean, I like playing for my quarantine crew. It's great. But like like seeing some new faces, like jumping and and getting all excited is, is, you know, the exciting part of DJing and playing so many shows. Yeah. And and in fact, for athletes, right, you know, they pump in fan noise, but it's not the same playing in an empty stadium. So I'm glad to hear that you felt a little bit of that simulated experience. Um, You know, what do you think, you know, brands and companies and producers can do to 
continue to fuel that creativity within this entertainment space? Um, you know, where are you looking for for inspiration, and what kind of conversations do you have as you know uh, somebody really in front of people, and even you know coming up with new ideas? I mean, I think like you know, as far as brands getting involved, I, I, the 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 big one is gaming, that whole industry. You know, everyone's gaming. Like gaming has gone up. Like not just gaming, but like viewing gaming. Mm-hmm. Like you know, the streams. Like people watching, um, like YouTube streaming on gaming. It's like I think it's like the highest out of all the different categories is gaming. So people are watching gaming. That's for sure. Watching and playing. So um, to do when you combine both worlds, music and gaming together, because what Fortnite did um, when I was able to perform inside Fortnite, like, I mean, like they, they definitely disrupted the marketplace with that one. I I think, um, you know, big props to them because like no one, no one's done that yet. No one's done like a live stream inside of a game. You know, especially as large as Fortnite, which is mm-hmm. basically the culture of the youth generation. You know, like if you're if you're like uh, a tween and up, you're playing, or even younger. You know, if you're you're a kid and like toddler and up, you're you're either playing Fortnite or you know about it. You know, so um, it, that was very cool to be able to do that. And I've done a, a, some other ones like that where it wasn't like gaming per se, but I worked with other brands and we did virtual sets and and did zooms i think that's also a really cool uh way to interact is seeing the zoom come in so you can like log into the zoom and you see like some someone dancing in their bedroom and i'm like (laughs) what up and i remember like at one point during one of my streams um you know someone got really very well got got very excited and they they described like a like i think it started out as a donut and he just donated himself. I'm like, no, you just donated yourself. And then like, someone's like, like I could do one better. And he grabs a cake from the fridge and like, I'm like three, two, one. And the guy like just cakes himself. And then like, it was like, I don't know, 10, 20, 30 people just ending up finding cakes and, and caking themselves or whipped creaming themselves. And so that was like the most, that was great. Cause we broke that kind of, that, that, that screen of being able to, really get into each other's worlds you know yeah uh, so the zooms were great i did that with um with chips ahoy i did like they, they brought in like it was a virtual prom that was cool so i like i got a dj a virtual prom so it was like a prom for like a, a bunch of kids that, that they got in so then like i, I could kind of see them and and they had like their get up on and stuff and, oh you know, so like like there are things that you could do like that that are happening um, that, you know, lift people's spirits, make people happy. You know, we're stuck in our homes and, you know, like we're staring at our computer screens and and, you know, like music, art, gaming, all these things are are like these are things that are hopeful. You know, it's like I think one of the most important things in this pandemic is the ability to, to, to imagine to dream and like mm-hmm. think of new things, you know, think about all the new tech that's going to be coming out because of yeah. the pandemic. So yeah. I'm, I'm excited about that. I'm excited about like all these minds coming together, thinking about um, and putting all this research, research together to, 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 you know, have new measures brought up and uh, with new tech that 
that makes it safer for us to be able to get back to, you know, what we love. So, um, yeah, absolutely. I think, I think we're like a few months away. We'll, we'll, we'll see something extraordinary that'll happen. I, I really believe and that, that the end of the year will be a, a change. I, yeah. I'm like hoping for it. As long as everyone just stays like, you know, bunkered down and safe and wearing the masks. I think it's so important to wear the masks. And like, I wear gloves too sometimes, you know, I wear gloves if I'm like gonna be, if I have to like charge my Tesla or something, um, you know, I'll wear a glove, you know, and I think if you just like do all those those things to keep yourself safe and, you know, if there's asymptomatic, there's asymptomatic, tons of asymptomatic people out there that you think you're fine and you could potentially spread it. So it's like, just keep yourself as safe as possible and then in a few months, I'm, I, I really believe with all those people working away, you know, on new tech, new research on hopefully new vaccine, um, you know, we'll, we'll start being able to do the things that we love to do. Yeah, you're talking about, you know, creative solutions, accessibility yep. and influence, you know, as you know, someone with your platform to keep reiterating that message is, is super important. I also know that um, you have the Aoki Foundation um, and you've done, you know, campaigns that are not just um, entertaining, but, you know, also like one promoting, you know, a restaurant with Postmates. Um, and so yeah. really promoting local and business. Um, do you think that the charitable aspect of live events uh, will be more integrated and, and bigger perhaps? And as we have, you know, bigger continuing new needs in, in this, you know, new kind of normal? Yeah, I mean, I, I, I'm, I'm going to digress from that a little bit, but like I just, we, we, uh, um, we I was on my Aoki Foundation call yesterday. It was interesting because the call was basically, how do we fundraise in this time? Mm-hmm. You know, I mean, it's like people's pockets are empty. Like people don't have money, you know, and like there's a lot of orgs that, that need help, like, you know, need funding, need uh you know, that kind of thing. But like one thing we can do is raise awareness, but like, how do we actually have that conversation that the fundraising conversation when we don't have events? Cause a lot of the time for us, we would create these IRL events. Actually the last Aoki games, the last Aoki foundation was called Aoki games. And we had like these obstacle courses set up. It was really fun and interactive. And, um, and we raised a lot of money. We raised a lot, actually a couple hundred thousand dollars. Um, and made it a very fun, fun event that was educational as well. But you can't do that. So like, you know, it's, it, it, it all relies on being able to communicate the message, being able to talk, you know, right into the camera, into, into the, the, the computer screen. So um, it's not as compelling as, as IRL, right? So, um, you know, just trying to see what that, what that looks like now. What does, what does having a, um, a charitable organization where you can help raise money for uh, things that are important to to the org. How do you do that most efficiently? And um, I, I, this is it. This is basically it for the time being. So um, yeah, I, but yeah, but like it's it's happening still, but it's just it's just like uh, a huge reduction of what it could be. Yeah. 
Yeah. And, and you, we talk about, um, you know, gaps that we need to fill. Um, and but also there's some positives coming out of um, this time. You know, a lot of people reprioritizing, uh, reallocating and also talking about different things um, and a lot more people kind of getting back, getting into creativity um, and opening their doors. So like TikTok, right? We get to see like what you're doing in your home and what other families are doing. And um, I love that aspect. Um, it's allowing more diverse creators to come into the space. And I think a little bit of the barriers are broken. Would you kind of agree with that? Yeah, TikTok is for the, the common person, right? Like you have other apps, other platforms that are made for like, that, that, that it's all about like, who's got the biggest numbers, like who's, who's the most famous in their, in their space. And obviously um, with music and with uh, music kind of being the, 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 the guide, you know, like the bigger artists, you can see like they're, or sports too. Um, with, tic, with TikTok, it's, it's like, you just be creative and then you could be like a Charlie or Addison, you know? Um, and if you're consistent, you could, you could really have an influence by just, by um, you know, advancing inside the culture of what TikTok's all about because it is like a very insular world. Like you have to, you have to stay within the confines of how it works. If you don't work within that space, it it won't it won't become viral. It won't do its thing. So as long as you understand like the Gen Z uh, rule book, uh, if you can really speak the language and you can do it. You can, you don't have to be Gen Z to be able to, to have, <laughs> you know, so I'm, you know I'm, I'm having fun with it. I, um, it's, it's a, it's a complete different way, um, to engage with social media than any other platform. 100%. Like with my other platforms, with Twitter, with Facebook, with Instagram, uh, with YouTube, um, I wouldn't say Twitch, but with those main ones, um, it's like, I'm, I'm really, I just really want to promote, promote my music. Mm-hmm. You know, that's like my main thing is like, how do I get my music out there? Uh, promote it in a certain way. Um, and, or, or the things that I put out there, like, let's say like this t-shirt, you know, like, like it's, that's for those platforms. Like what I create, I'm just trying to like get out there to people so that they know about it. With TikTok, you don't do that. Yeah. Yeah. You it's know, really like, insular. Like you said, yeah. um, how much do you think, you'll be doing more live um, to, to promote music and to, to keep people entertained. And what are you looking forward to um, if hopefully 20, end of 2020 is a little bit of a turning point? What are you looking forward to? Where do you want to go? Uh, but first, how much more live will you be doing? Yeah, I mean, live, like you're talking about virtual, right? Yeah. Yeah, well, virtual, like I'm, I'm, I don't want to do it too much. You know, like I... I you know, I don't have any plans to do a virtual set um, yet. I'll, I'll I'll figure that out. You know, later on. Um, I like you know I was doing them like maybe like one or two, and I do private ones too. So like I've I've done it for a few um, places where they can actually bring people together. Certain countries that have uh, allowed clubs to to happen because they've they've flattened the curve so much. Mm-hmm. I've done like a virtual set, you know, in the, in those cases. So, um, and I've done virtual sets for these, you know, things like that. So, um, you know, like that's happening. That's like, that's pretty much how I'm DJing now is virtually. Um, 
but yeah, I, I, I'm sure I'll be promoting another virtual set soon. I just don't have a date on that yet. Um, and then uh, uh, next year, 2021, you know, it's all about like that vaccine. We got to get that vaccine out there, um, flatten the curve in America. Um, I, I know there's like some spikes happening, like, you know, in other parts of the world, but they're a lot lower numbers, you know, well, a lot lower numbers. Like, like one spike I heard was like, you know, 200 people in one country. And I'm like, well, in one state we have like insane numbers. So we got to flatten that curve um, and then ride it out until we get that vaccine. And hopefully we can, we can get that herd immunity going and then you know, I don't know the science behind all this, a lot of the stuff, but like, <laughs> hopefully we get to that point where we can get back in the shows. Yeah. So 2021, where would be the first pl- place you would get on a plane to, if you could? Um, probably Japan. Yeah. It's my favorite place. I, like, I need to go to Japan. I need to, I, I, like, I miss it. It's so, it's so uh, culturally, the food, the people, the fashion, the music, working with some Japanese artists now, which is exciting. Um, yeah, the art. I mean, everything about Japan I love. Yeah. Yeah, I was supposed to have Japan on my calendar, but that no longer happened. But one day again, <laughs> one day again. Um, yeah. Steve, any last words? No, no. Thanks for, uh, thanks for interviewing me and I appreciate it. Yeah, we really appreciate having you on and uh, we look forward to all the the other content that you create and um like steve said wear a mask (laughs) yeah exactly yeah please thanks again to steve and for listening please subscribe to our podcast you can also send us an email podcast at adweek.com we'll see you soon